This is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. If you smell what the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL! Welcome, football fans. This is the week of October 28th, 2018. This is the road to 2020. And this is the XFL show. I'm Alan. Vince. And I'm Jake. This week, we're taking a look at how a controversial NCAA rule might be implemented in the XFL. And we ask, what's taking so long with these city announcements? It's episode 39, Targeting. And welcome, everybody, to another edition of This is the XFL Show, episode 39 here. And we're at the end of October, still no cities announced. Jake, you're back. Welcome back. You missed last week's show. We did get some big news that I cannot wait to get into regarding well, what the players will be wearing. But before we get into all that, I just want to ask you, man, how are you? We're in the middle of football season, and at the end of this season, we're going to have a new league in the AAF, and then we'll be one year away. We're just like a year and a half away from the XFL, Jake. Right. We're getting closer and closer. Uh, we're about halfway through the NFL season. Luckily, it was a bye week last week, so I had I, I had time to take care of some of my other responsibilities, but I did listen back to the show. I, I think you guys made some good points, but you know, I, I'm hoping that I can chime in for some of my own here also. Yeah, I cannot wait to get yours uh, on particular subject from last week. Vince, you were here last week, man. Welcome back. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Alan. Uh, this XFL, it just cannot get here soon enough as far as I'm concerned. I, I, I just cannot wait. And how frustrated were you this week that really after a, a kind of a a whole unloading of information from the XFL last week, not a lot this week, huh? Not Nothing uh, major. It, it, it is a little disappointing, you know. I mean, we, we just keep getting, you know, fed piece by piece some of this information and then you know, sometimes it's a wasteland. It's like either feast or famine sometimes here. And I know <laughs> I know Jake called out that he wanted, you know, a lot of these announcements delayed. And I guess, you know, yeah. Oliver Luck is listening. He's getting what he wants. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, everybody, if you want to uh, chime in, we're going to hear from, from what uh, some of you later today uh, on the show because you chimed in on our XFL fan line, 724-565-4XFL. And, of course, at XFL show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and we're going to go coast to coast in a little bit hearing from you on social media and the XFL fan line. So that's how you get involved with the show, very interactive, and uh, it's every week we're going to be playing what you say and we're going to be reacting to what you say on some of the questions we ask you and you ask us. So let's keep it going. 39 episodes in and just over a year and change until the XFL finally debuts, and when it does... Man, unfortunately, Jake, last week we talked about it. You're here, though. I want to get your thoughts. It's going to be the first part of this week's cover, too. No nicknames on the backs of jerseys. Let's get into it. Going for two. Go for two and the lead. 
So you missed it. We're bringing the topic back real quick. Dive a few minutes extra into this, Jake, because you are a big jersey guy. and You're very into uniforms and how the presentation looks on the field with the players. Was this that big of a, a silly gimmick that it had to go for the new XFL? We talked to Oliver Luck on this show, and he said, no gimmicks, no gimmicks. We're cleaning up the gimmicks from the XFL. And he said that all over everywhere he's talked. But I never thought nicknames on the backs of jerseys was something that absolutely had to go and took away from credibility. Did you think that? Uh, no, I, I don't think that. Um, that being said, I I don't think that the reason that the original XFL only lasted was one season is because they had, you know, unconventional names on the back of their jersey. Uh, realistically here, you know, I wish they would have allowed this to be an option, even if the teams would vote on it, like in the original XFL. But, it, but they're not going to do it, and frankly, after about three weeks, everybody's going to forget about it anyway. Yeah, I mean, this is easy to forget about. I mean, not die, do or die. People aren't going to be like, I'm not watching it now because there's no he hate me. But that's just something that was really fun that and harmless, I thought, maybe is a good word. Harmless to the XFL brand, yeah. allowing players to put interesting things on the backs of their jerseys. I'm... I'm excited for the league, of course, but I am going to say I'm kind of disappointed we're not going to get the personalized jerseys from the, you know, with the player names, Vince. Yeah, and you bring up a good point, and you got me thinking here. You know, we, we all know that it, it's about the quality of the play. It's true. When it comes to the XFL. You know, that's what it's going to live it's and die by. It's the quality of the play. But, you know, I have a feeling, you know, that, you know, nicknames on the back of jerseys, this is something that could make a – Good league, a great league, a successful league, a very successful league, especially with with young children, uh, this younger demographic. Uh, who's like one of the most popular people to, to kids out there nowadays? Some guy named Ninja. Nobody knows his, his real name. Nobody knows that guy. They just know him by Ninja. Big time names. You know, that's important. I really feel that this could, you know, it's not a make or break thing. But it could really propel you. I, I I understand they want no gimmicks. You could go back into the archives at uh, I believe this is the XFL Show dot com, and you could uh, listen to our interview with Oliver Luck. He wasn't for those gimmicks, but uh, could be missing the boat here. Yeah, Vince, I, I do think you make a good point. Um, I, you know, I do not play the Fortnite, uh, but I know a lot of people play it, and you know they've got that. What TBS shows like esports, Counter Strike? Uh, I know I've seen drone racing on TV, and you're right; these people they do not use their you know conventional, uh, God-given surnames. <laughs> it's, it's no, nobody has respect for birth certificates anymore, <laughs> <laughs> except Oliver Luck uh, and the XFL, where you got to use your proper name. Uh, See, this is one thing I think the XFL needs to not be so strict about in trying to clean up its image, and that's avoiding being the alternative and being a kind of a rebel league. It's you can change you could change the XFL from what it was and and the silly gimmicks without taking away what also made it you know lovable. Uh, it was you know kind of like in the same spirit of a minor league baseball uh, league or the USFL, and that. The rebel spirit was encouraged. You had players with cameras right up in their faces. We had nicknames on the backs of jerseys, colorful, colorful, crazy jerseys with maybe many alternate jerseys. Just 
I mean, create fun stuff that fans could get into. You, we need to have, you know, XFL, we need to have fan nights. We need to have gimmicks, but not silly gimmicks that change the sport. Names on the backs of jerseys don't change the sport. Am I, am I wrong about this, Jake, that the, the spirit it should, should still be the same as 2001 in, in that regard? No, I don't think you're wrong about that. The XFL does not want to be the no fun league. You know, some will say they want to be the extra fun league. You're talking about, you know, what minor league teams, uh, you know, do to try to bring in an audience. Have I ever told you guys the story of uh, Cal Bingo? Cal Bingo as in Cal yeah. Moo Moo? Yes. No. I'm familiar with the concept. If, is, is that what you're asking? Uh, yes. Yes, I'm very familiar. Uh, okay, Alan, do you know about Cal Bingo? I do not. I think if if you grew up uh, where where myself and Jake grew up, uh, just about every uh, uh, band fundraiser for high school band had this. I think. How's it work, Jake? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> okay, so you know the cow goes. They let the cow out on the field. And, you know, naturally, after eating a lot of grains and, you know, and whatnot, <laughs> the cow has to, uh, how do I, how do I put this? Um, you, know, you, you can only fit. Himself. Relieve herself. You can only fit so many groceries in a bag before a hole in the bag, you know, <laughs> happens. And then the groceries come spilling out. Well, yeah. you know, wherever that lands on the field, you know, that, that you could win. G1. Could win. Yeah. Okay, and then you wait. that's cow bingo. All right, I get the concept. So how does that relate to the XFL? Well, you're you want to have about, cow, you want to have cows out on the field? Uh, let's let's not rule anything out at halftime right now. <laughs> although we don't know how long halftime is going to be, or if there's even going to be a halftime. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you know, they they might just play one straight, you know, forty five minute clock that doesn't stop. Well, we don't know. But you're but you're talking about gimmicks. I, I guess going back to the to the nicknames, I think it's something that they should do, but I, I still stand by my sentiment that people are going to forget about this in about three weeks. Yeah, that's, you're probably right. I'm just hoping that the spirit's still there because honestly, the AAF is showing up. You know, even if, if it's around in 2020, the AAF is basically you know just straight ahead football with some minor tweaks in the rules. And there's nothing exciting going on really with the AAF in terms of, you know, the team names are pretty interesting, but it's not, it's nothing spectacular like the alternate jerseys or crazy nicknames in the backs of jerseys. They're not talking about having cameras on the field, getting more interviews from players yet. So it's very much a fantasy and gambling kind of thing they're pushing. That's different. But if the XFL doesn't do something to set itself apart from that, or the NFL, what is it doing differently that's going to get us to watch it other than the name XFL, Vince? That's what the spirit needs to be there. Yeah, and you know, you gotta, you gotta. I think people, you know, the XFL coming back on itself, you know, regardless of you know what's uh, advertised, I think people are going to watch it uh, at least the first week, and then you know they're going to go from there. So uh, when you look at that standpoint, you know where they have the the names on the jerseys or not, it ain't going to make a hill of beans difference 
uh, that first week. But I think we do want the XFL to try something crazy. You know, uh, announce something crazy that you know, do maybe, something crazy. Uh, do something crazy. <laughs> you know, maybe we're thinking, man, this sounds like a bad idea, but I want to tune in and see. You know, well, see if it works. Well, I don't know that, if we're gonna get. <laughs> that was maybe last week. The Venmoing players idea might have been that, Jake. That's where I think you got that, and that was that was shot down real quick. I, it looks like the XFL might have even taken down the tweet asking about that because they got such a terrible reaction to it so maybe not that crazy yeah that, that's probably a good idea if you need a kickstarter to pay your employees uh something's not going good yeah we don't need to go fund me here venmo uh but we'll, we'll actually get some reaction that we got asking that same question that the xfl did but they took their question down we did not uh man so yeah jersey's nicknames we'll, we'll lay it to rest and probably forget about it forever and then Sometime mid twenty twenty, uh, maybe they could just do it once a once a year. Year, you know, just like okay, that you got the color rush right for the NFL. Just one game a year, <laughs> different jerseys with the nicknames. Come on, XFL, just throwback game. Yeah, just leave it on the table, please. Come on. Uh, the other part of our cover too this week, um, I, I just want to speculate now, guys, because we were told at first uh, mid October. City names would be announced. Then that timeline by the XFL, they started saying sometime this fall. And then last week at the you know media technology conference, they said by the end of the year. Let's speculate. Why do you think city names haven't been announced yet? And this timeline seems to be getting pushed back more and more. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, either they t- they're taking Jake's advice, which I'd, I'd say is a legit possibility because they are listening. Let's stretch or, it out. Stretch it out slowly. Now, yeah. What I'm afraid of, though, is that they don't have the eight. Uh, they don't have the eight teams that they're looking for, and that makes me very nervous. Okay, if you're making a bet, if you're putting your money on it, is it more likely right now the XFL doesn't have their eight cities or they're having a tough time whittling it down to eight cities? Which Which one do you think it is and why? If I had to pick between the two, I would say it's that they don't have the eight. Why? Because you know, if they were, if they were whittling them down, you know, they've had time. You would think that the negotiations would be in place. You know, may, maybe there was a snag on on one of the cities, and, the, and maybe they're debating on like the last, you know, a replacement or something like that. I I don't know, um, but. <sighs> Still trying to decide after after all this time, I I don't I just don't know. I, we've seen some cities already like openly campaign for the XFL, and it seems like you know St. Louis and Houston would easily welcome the XFL to their town. And you have to think if those two, there's got to be at least six more. So my money is on they're, they're having a tough time getting it down to eight. They're probably debating internal debates over what the maybe the eighth city will be and they don't want to announce them you know one by one. Oh yeah you want to you want to announce them all at the same time yeah that's fair to the cities as well i don't know if it's i don't like what the aaf did right didn't they do it uh yeah you know, four, four, and four. four and four which i understand that's kind of the jake philosophy right stretch it out but uh it's it's cool if you know let, let the whole nation react to the eight cities all at once and Everybody could, you know, be excited at the same time for their different team. Jake, what are you betting on? Is it too many cities right now, or do you think they're struggling to find eight? Uh, 
If I had a bet on it, I would say they've got seven locked, and they're you know they're trying to decide between the last two of which is going to be number eight. That that so would have to do, be my. Do guess. you think that Indianapolis was going to be one of the cities, and then <laughs> and then they decided against it? Uh, no, they, I, heard I, our, I, they heard our legendary call. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I don't know about that. So you're with me, Jake. Then you think they've got, you know, they've got a decision between some cities rather than they're hurting to get another. Oh city. yes, I, I'm. I'm sure the XFL. You know, I'm sure they're not calling people, begging them to host. You know, to host a team. We only have six. Please let us put a team in your city. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think that's happening at all. Now, whenever these cities are finalized, I would prefer, you know, to just know the cities. And then give us some time to breathe and digest, and then maybe <laughs> tell us the team names, and then a couple yeah. months later give yeah. us the logos. Well, we got it. You got it because I mean, you have the the AAF just you know basically did they even allow anybody to be involved in the name selection process for their teams? Not like you know widespread or anything. Not like how the USFL. I'm reading our, our we had Jeff Perlman on the show. I'm finally reading his book. Football for a buck. It's awesome about the USFL and those teams. They had you know fans vote and write into newspapers and call radio stations and uh, had you know were vocal and voted and then they whittled their team names down to what they would be. Gee, that that's what the XFL I think should do, right, Jake? They should make it a whole process where the whole city is involved. I I think you should listen to the city. You know, maybe have some town meetings, but you you certainly don't want to name the team based on a Twitter poll. No. No, you got to take all, all different, maybe multiple polls into into one. Twitter, that, uh, you know, that could That could factor in as a part, town hall. As a part of the vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, either way, they're still not announced. That's basically what we're at. Now we just, we're speculating and getting antsy here. Well, Vince and I are. Jake's loving this. I don't know. You're just sitting here <laughs> enjoying not knowing where the XFL is going to play football. I don't. I don't get you. Well, you know, the middle of October passed, and I just let out a, a big sigh of relief. <laughs> He's so happy. <laughs> well, here's here's to that announcement coming in the month of November. Then I guess uh, that that that's our cover too. Uh, very good. There, we're going to get to our hot read coming up, which we're going to examine uh, the rule of targeting, which is a very controversial. Uh, the NFL's uh, finally enforcing that rule this year for the first time, and uh, the NCAA has. And this week, there's a really big, uh, uh, a really big controversy surrounding that rule and how it's affecting maybe the biggest college football game of the year. We'll get into that. That'll be our hot read. But before we do that, you guys want to hear from uh, our XFL fan line and some what fans are saying on Instagram and social media here, Vince. Always, and Jake? always. Yes. I, I only want to hear them just as long as they're not too busy doing something else. <laughs> well, here we go. Let's go coast to coast with the XFL. Hey guys, in regards to the whole uh, tipping the players concept, I think my big concern with that would be, um, you know, external forces interfering with you know, the games, uh, you know, bribes and that type of thing. And I think that would give way to that happening on a very large scale. So um, I have a lot of concerns about that. 
Alright guys, there we go. That's one of our callers. I guess that it was a caller calling in from Virginia. Name in town, everybody, if you call us on the XFL fan line, please, so we could uh, credit you. 724-565-4XFL. If you want to call us, and when we go XFL coast to coast, we will play your voicemail. But uh, a fan right there on the XFL fan line, Vince, who said tipping players on Venmo uh, might allow for too many bribes and corruption, which we kind of touched upon last week, and I'm totally with. You can't monitor that. Then was a crazy notion. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, there's certainly nothing, you know, stopping, you know, a bag man. But, you know, this is like a, a somewhat legal way to do that. <laughs> I mean, exactly. I, I mean uh, you know, it's, it's traceable money, but still, I mean, it's a, a gift or a tip. I'm not quite sure, you know, what you classify it. You know, I mean, you got to, I guess you got to report it on your income tax or something, or you're going to jail. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, this is like some, yeah, it, it does open up a, a whole, a whole, uh, uh, container of beans here. Now, Vince, do you think somebody would really accept a 10 ski, you know, to fumble the ball? <laughs> Uh, I think it depends on how many zeros are attached to it. <laughs> yeah, might be a little bit more than that, Jake. Uh, you weren't here for the Venmo conversation, which I'm glad it died down real quick. But did you did you see that announcement last week, and what was your reaction instantly? I, I did see the announcement. My reaction was, uh, this is foolish. Silly, I believe, would be the word. You know, it, it is, but... <laughs> I, I, That's I, silly. But I'll tell you this: uh, uh, this is is good stuff from Vince McMahon here. He's not afraid to throw something out That's just true. to see how the crowd's going to react. You know that that's what this was here. I don't think he had any intention of doing this. He just wanted to get a reaction, and and, and it's working. He's getting that, information. That's true. That is true. I'm surprised Jake's reaction wasn't in wasn't what the hell's a Venmo. But <laughs> <laughs> well, well, maybe he did think that <laughs> he's just a, he's just guessing. Something. Yeah, I, I, I've been smartened up since last week. All right, guys, let's go to the social media gimmicks now as we go XFL coast to coast. A couple weeks ago, we asked uh, each other the question: If you had your pick of a non-AAF college or NFL coach to be your team's XFL coach, who would you go for? A uh, Buck on Facebook said. He'd try to get Les Miles as his head coach, which I actually heard a lot of people saying on social media. But Buck on Facebook shouting out to Les Miles, uh, who's currently the, the new Dos Equis guy, I guess. The most interesting man in the world, yeah, well. <laughs> Les Miles. Do you think he'll be an XFL coach, Vince? Uh, I don't think that he will, but he'd be a damn good one, I'll tell you that. Uh Buck also saying that you know a group of five school coach like Neil Brown from Troy or Brian Harson from Boise State might want to leave for the XFL. Jake, do you see any college D1 coaches ever leaving for an XFL job? D1, I don't think so. Maybe if you're going farther down the ladder, uh, yes. But uh, yeah, Division One, I, I, I don't think so. Yeah, well, me neither. I don't know about that. Uh, really? Well, I think if somebody's like fired from a job, uh, you know, typically when coaches get fired, they're not jumping into another, you know, Division One head coaching uh, situation right away. And you know, maybe if you get fired and you, you jump right into a, a, you know, an XFL position for a year or two, and then you jump back, 
yeah, uh, but into the college game. We're talking about guys with, you know, good college programs running solid schools, but just, you know, not in, you know, power five. Well, I'll, I'll say, well, I'm talking about even a power five guy. I'll tell if uh, now I don't know what the, you know, the pay is going to be for uh, an XFL coach. I think that's probably one of the big things. But if you were, you know, say Elaine Kiffin, and you know you were fired from you know whatever job you were last at, yeah, say say it was Southern Cal, and you were fired from it, uh, I could see him jumping to to an XFL situation. But not from FAU where he currently is, right? He's not going to leave that. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. yeah we're never going to see that. Um, yeah, it's fired guys for sure, but guys currently running solid programs. Doubt that no, happens. No. I can't wait to see who the coaches are in the XFL. The AAF went, you know, a little uh, older and wiser, I guess you could say. So the XFL has uh, has some thinking to do in that regard. I can't wait to see how the coaches are selected as well. Uh, we have some more final stuff from people on social media here as we go XFL coast to coast. <laughs> And we're going to go to the Instagram, actually. Uh, so this is everybody's reaction when we asked about Venmo. We asked, what are your thoughts on Venmoing players? Would you give them a tip? Would you pay them to not catch the ball for, to help your fantasy team? And uh, here we go. Matt says no, WTF. Jay Castro, 37. WTF, is this a joke? Mozzie says, this could be an embarrassing botch if... If anyone, if the MSM gets a hold of it, I don't know what that is. Uh, pay them appropriately. Don't rely on us. From Sam Fed, uh, Shane, this is a horrible idea. Iron M, M Iron moving keys, bad move. Austin, the price is right. WTF is this? And Crusader, the XFL Twitter got rid of that post today, so I guess they're listening to us fans. Now, Vince, how much, you know, if it was an option to uh, to Venmo a, a coach to, to be able to pick the play on third and two, how much would you pay for that? <laughs> I guess it depends on the situation. I mean, if it's a critical third down uh, and, you know, I needed my team to win, uh, I mean, you can't really put a price on that. Well, listen, I've I, I read in the USFL book, I'm reading the football for a book, Jeff Perlman. Everybody listen to that. It was a great episode talking about an original spring football league that was great. Uh, there were coaches in that league that allowed fans to call certain plays. There was some coaches that once a week would allow a fan to call one play a week. And then I recently heard Mike Leach of Washington State actually was like vacationing with a friend, uh, got another Washington State alum, and he came up with a whole formation that he he's been using a little bit. So uh, maybe that's a gimmick you might want to incorporate. You know, they, we've heard even the AAF might allow some play calling from fans on their mobile app. It's not it's not that crazy of a <laughs> notion. I to me that's just absurd. I might have to go <laughs> dig up some of my old uh, you know third grade plays that I used to be drawing in class to pass the time. Live <laughs> play calling from fans. I, I mean. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we've got Buster in Tennessee with the call. Here. Run the draw! Run the draw! It's wide open. <laughs> oh my god, that is that is ridiculous. I mean, that's, oh my, what? It's not. Look at how good the Wazoo <laughs> offense is right now, Vincent. Well, yeah, Mike Leach is taking advice calling. from Microsoft executives. That's not put live play calling during a game. That's, that's you know somebody helped. You know, in the off-season game plan, something that happens in college all the time. Yeah, uh, but 
but yeah, live during a game, fans, the, these people, uh, most of them, uh, uh, <laughs> no. You're, you're, saying they're, you're saying they're not qualified. Now, why don't you put eight receivers out there? You just have more receivers than all they got. <laughs> yeah, probably not going to work, but uh, that was great. Thanks to everybody for getting involved. XFL going coast to coast there, and uh, you can go coast to coast with us every single week on social media, at XFL Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And, of course, you could call in like our good Virginian friend there at 724-565-4XFL. But please, if you call in, give us your name and your town so we could see, you know, give you credit and let everyone know what you're representing, where you're representing, and uh, and uh, we'll show you love that way. Uh, guys, you ready for the main topic of this week's program? It's probably going to be hard-hitting. Right. It, well, it is, but just make sure you're not you're not targeting the head area or anywhere above the shoulder pads. Otherwise, you could be disqualified. Targeting it is the subject of this week's hot read. Blue fifty eight, blue fifty eight, go. Hey, Rick Flair, Rick Flair. Pepper, Clip, Caliber, Motown, Happy, Jolly, Drunk, Buster, All right. College football this season could be ruined because of just way too strict of a targeting rule although part of it is a good thing i think but targeting it is a game changing even season changing type of rule and we've seen the nfl you know change their philosophy on the targeting penalty the ncaa has been punishing players the same for a while now with this rule and this rule of course targeting we're talking about players launching themselves high at each other uh, towards the head using helmet-to-helmet, violent hits that in the NCAA are flagged one way and the NFL flagged their own way. This potentially could ruin the biggest college football game of the year coming up next Saturday. LSU taking on Alabama in the SEC. This has national championship and playoff implications, SEC championship implications, and LSU will be without their best player, linebacker Devin White, who was called for targeting against Mississippi State and the NCAA rule because of the NCAA rule this happened in another game but targeting comes with not only a 15 yard penalty in the NCAA but a disqualification from the game Devin White was ejected and you miss the first half of the next game that is how the rule is enforced in the NCAA in the NFL if a player lowers the head if a player hits with with contact to the helmet against an opponent they can be disqualified fined maybe suspended and they will be kicked out of the game as well it's not as cut and dry as the ncaa there are reviewable elements even after the game and the call is made but these are two different ways of enforcing this rule the question this week on the hot read guys how should the xfl enforce targeting jake you're up first 
Well, it's difficult, and you know we're not going to come to a consensus. I, I'm sure in this you know shorter time that we're going to discuss it. I, I will say I think targeting is completely different from hard hitting. You know, I, I've been you know I'm a fan of hard hitting football. I want to see it in the XFL, but you know targeting a play and again targeting a quarterback versus targeting on a on a, a running back or a receiver you know on a catch and run you know you can Vince am I you know am I wrong saying that you can bait the defense into targeting if you're lowering your head trying to get that extra yard uh, you know I don't the game moves way too fast I think for, for that kind of situation I mean sometimes there is you know un- unlucky situations for a defender. Uh, you know, if he's tackling uh, somebody at the chest and, and the, the the ball carrier lowers his head, you know, that's kind of stuff could happen. But then if you look at the defender, shouldn't be tackling with your head down. And the, the thing about the different enforcements of the rules is the NCAA, they made the call on the field. And because the call was called, that's it. The player is out of there. There's the penalty. Well, and that player is gone for the first well, half of the next game. Very strict. Well, well Alan, they, they did review this play. On the and field. Then and there. But even after that, you still should be able to look at that. Because they, it was not targeting. It was a push. Oh, uh, absolutely. See the tape. Yeah. But, you know, for some reason, the referees made the wrong call. Even after the review... But after the fact, there should be some sort of appeals process, shouldn't there? Because missing the first half of the next game, I guess the NCAA is trying to do what the equivalent of the NFL suspension would be, and or a fine. You can't find a player not making any money. It's very, it's way too strict. Well, I, I like that. I like the the college rule. To be honest, you know, it, it's clear, cut, and dry. You know, if you target. You know you're you're going to be punished for it, and this. But is look, if the they punish. get it, if they get it wrong, you're screwed. Look at well, LSU. That's a, well, that's the, that's the issue. You know, yeah. you can't get the call wrong. Um, and if it's you know if it's too tough to get the call right, then then maybe you got to evaluate what the, what targeting actually is. Well, let's uh, re- and, and now now, uh, Alan, I think you could speak to this more. Was this more? them getting the call wrong or was this some sort of collusion type deal (laughs) oh well that's a whole nother bag of hammers i don't want to get into but yeah you've got (laughs) sec folks who have been claiming alabama bias for years and there's you know people writing editorials and newspapers in louisiana about lsu getting screwed over with this call i don't want to get into all that all i know is that that definitely was not targeting and because there's no appeals process in the NCAA for this, uh, Devin White and LSU could be screwed against Alabama. In the NFL, if this happens, and the thing about the NFL is they've opened it up to running backs. Anybody doing this, it could be called for targeting. It's not just, you know, defenders hitting receivers over the middle or, uh, you know, rushers hitting quarterbacks. Anybody could be, running back could be called for targeting. Ryan Shazier, according to the rule, would have been, you know, fined and suspended probably and kicked out of the game for his terrible hit that got him injured and damn near paralyzed. Uh, so the NFL is pretty strict in it, but they have an appeals process. And, you know, players union and all, you could bring this up after it's called, even if it's called wrong. The NCAA, very cut and dry. You say you like it, Vince. Now the XFL is going to have to have some sort of rule in place for targeting. We don't want it in the game. It's dangerous, but... 
it's a very, uh, you know, gray area sometimes. So how do you go about enforcing the rule, Jake? What would you do? Well, uh, let me say this first. Whenever we had all of our luck on the show a number of weeks ago, you know, he talked about the idea of, you know, you're getting paid more to win the game. You know, if you're getting knocked out of this game or thrown out of the game, you're not making that extra money. Your team's not making that extra money. If they don't win that game, surely you could be a viable part of that defense and that team effort. I I don't have an easy answer for what they're going to do for targeting. Uh, I, I don't know, but we know they're going to be big on player safety, so they're, it's probably going to be... I, I don't know. It's going to be something. People are going to be getting kicked out for targeting. Vince, what, what, what's your approach to it? How would you enforce it if you're Oliver Luck and the, and the lawmakers of the XFL? I, I, I do like the college rule. I, I think I do. And, you know, if it's a first-half targeting penalty and you're going to be disqualified for the rest of the game, obviously, you know, you got to make a call – yeah, at at that time and, and you know maybe during halftime is whenever there can be you know an appeal process if you can't make the, the call immediately targeting should be pretty cut and dry you know you should be able to make you know with one quick review that should be it that's, uh, that's if there's a halftime correct. yeah that's that's an excellent point you know um, if the players are even wearing helmets you know we don't know that for sure <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure there will be come on uh, Vince so if, you know, you have time to review it, certainly in between games, you have time to review it and just get the call right. That's all you got to do. And, you know, <laughs> easier said than done. It, well, maybe for the XFL, it's going to be easy. And I have a feeling that it's going to be simpler rules, easy to interpret. Uh, you know, a catch is a catch. Targeting is targeting. They're going to get the stuff right. Well, I certainly hope so. Here's how I'm going about it. This thing I don't think is as cut and dry. You see, you know, Devin White, his head is chest high, but, you know, it's right under the chin of a quarterback, but his hands are in front of him and he's pushing the guy. So I could see why, oh, the head's close to the, to the other the guy's head. even make contact with? I, barely. The, the Mississippi State the quarterback. Yeah. yeah. It's barely, if any. So, you know, they're looking at this video. Maybe there's no indisputable evidence that he did or didn't, but they're erring on the side of caution. I don't know. But this is what you do. You know, every sport has levels of severity for some rules. Even football, we see we have running the, into the kicker and roughing the kicker. Why can't we have a targeting one, a targeting two, where targeting two gets you booted, suspended, missing more time, but targeting one just gets you the penalty and maybe maybe kicked out the rest of that game, if that. Uh, similar to how basketball has flagrant one, flagrant two. You know, this is this is something that is not new. You got a two-minute minor and a five-minute major for, fi- for, for fighting in the NHL. It's not hard. But is that too complex? Is that too many different rules? No, I don't think that's too many different rules because in t- at moments like that, where, you know, a penalty like that, if you're going to go just as strict as possible, I know we want to eliminate it from the game. You are really jeopardizing teams and handicapping them, as seen by what's happening to LSU. And I'm sure what's going to happen in the NFL, some player will get suspended, miss a big-time game, maybe a playoff game. And there's just going to be a giant 
giant backlash about it, and then there will probably be some reactionary rule changes, I'm sure. But who knows? It is not, I think, as cut and dry as you think it is, Vince. I don't think it's going to be as easy for the XFL or anybody to get right as long as targeting is a rule that's enforced. The only way for it to not be enforced correctly is if it wasn't even a rule and they just called it hard-hitting the way Jake, you know, would probably like it to be see, be called. But that's not going to happen in the 21st Actually, century anymore. To- to make it the clearest, they should just hold up colored cards, and then everybody would know. <laughs> yeah, I I will accept the colorblind like me, Jake. What are you going to well, do for yes. people like me? <laughs> well, let us know what you think about how the XFL should enforce the targeting rule. That'll be our uh, question we pose to you, and of course, you're allowed to ask and answer any other questions you that come to your mind. Everyone listening, 724-565-4XFL to call the XFL fan line to answer that one. And, of course, at XFL Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. With that, we have come to the end of episode 39, guys. That was a very thorough edition. And uh, hopefully next week, well, Vince and I hope, cities, please, fingers crossed. Jake, I know you just love this kind of freewheeling uh, go all over the place kind of episode, but we want some, we want some big news next week. Jake, come on, join our side. You may get big news, but it's not going to be cities. <laughs> Maybe it'll be a targeting rule. I don't know. If it's anything, anything <laughs> we haven't announced say. anything yet, but targeting has been sorted out. <laughs> yeah, we exactly. can confirm that helmets will be used. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure Oliver Luck confirmed that, Vince. I don't know why you're trying to still. Sketch people out and make them think it's going to be seven on seven, no helmets. <laughs> well, Gotta quit yeah. doing that. <laughs> they are listening. That's they all are. I gotta say. Yeah, Jake, you got anything to say before we're out of here, man? I, I think that's it. All right, everybody, you know where to find us. We've told you, of course, the last thing I got to tell you the website. This is thexflshow.com. Tell your friends about the program. Tell your friends about the XFL. If they hadn't heard, it's coming back. It is, and it's going to be amazing. And we're all along together for the ride. So thank you once again for joining us. We'll see you next week on a football Sunday. Remember, subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. The show drops every Sunday morning for you. Football Sundays. XFL, baby. Let's go. We'll see you next week for XFL 40. Number 40. I can't believe it's been 40 weeks. Goodness gracious. For Jake and Vince, I'm Alan. This is the XFL show. And remember, tell them, Vince. They're listening.